On this week's Off the Back Fence Finals, week one of the NRL and AFL, Coombsy and I jump into each match. We talk a little NFL in week three, a few storylines there, NBA Finals, our six-pack of lovable losers, a few segments, so a bit of a packed show to start us off, so uh, let's get into it. All right, all right. Welcome to the first episode of Off the Back Fence. I'm Was. If you didn't listen to the introductory uh, episode before this, uh, have a quick listen. It only goes for 15 minutes, but I'm Was. Uh, joining me, my co-host down in Melbourne is Coombsy. How are we, mate? I'm good. Just had a very good productive day betting on NFL. And yeah, after a lot of a weekend by missing an eight-leg multi by half a point. From what you've shown me today, are you the hottest gambler in Australia? Oh, I'm probably the hottest one in my household, but I wouldn't be that far. <laughs> your, your partner not putting on the multis, is she? No, no, no. <laughs> Mate, big weekend of sport. I only caught a bit of it with family commitments, but we're going to run through a fair bit. Obviously, a lot happening. Uh, we sort of said that this would be the first episode we'd do due to finals kicking off for both the NRL and AFL. Uh, but a bit of a recap of the weekend. It started on Thursday night with our boys... Uh, really shitting the bed and not coming up with the goods, going down to the Cowboys 32-16. Started off good, but, mate, just just how the season went for us, hey? Losing Katoni Staggs early to an ACL, which means we probably won't have him for the start of next season either. Mm. And then just really just wheel fell off the bus. And as a mate texted me, he goes, you must get some PTSD from the Cowboys. <laughs> I'm starting to believe I do. Yeah. It, it started off really well with that first 10 minutes, but just just that lack of experience, even though they had Boyd for his final game, just it's just the story of the whole season. Just as soon as the going got a little bit tough, they sort of dropped their heads, and the Cowboys, to their credit, just absolutely blitzed them off the park. So that pretty disappointing end to our season, but life goes on. I've accepted. I don't know if you have, but I've come to acceptance now. But like, I'd rather see the gender reveal as a wooden spoon reveal. But that's just a comedy now. Looking <laughs> well, back at it, I think we're going to get a bit into that later on in segments. But we'll leave it there for the time being. Now, the Queensland's best team all year, the Gold Coast Titans. Uh, 36 smashing the Knights down there at Seabus Super Stadium. Uh, AJ Brimson, he should be a lock, whether he's in the centres for Queensland or he's the 14th man. I think at the moment, centre is probably going to be his position. Uh, but worrying sides for the Knights going into the final series. Mm. They haven't, re- they've kind of looked worrying since they realistically don't have a standout number nine with Kurt Mann feeling it at the moment. Yeah. They've missed Blake Green with that injury and then obviously Connor Watson, but I think the Knights could be out this week straight away. But yeah. you're saying that, anything can happen really. Yeah. Nice Souths game would be a great game. Yeah, definitely. We'll touch on that in a sec. But probably the biggest biggest surprise of the weekend was the late game on Friday night. The Rabbitohs smashing the Roosters 60-8. to eight. Uh, As it all goes, any team that concedes 50 or more in the regular season, you can put a line through them. So, uh, unlucky Roosters fans, you're not getting your three-peat. Um, yeah, there's ra- and also a bit of shithousery too from South. Did not appreciate that oh. Kyle Felt lost the try score or the Ken, Irv- yeah. Ken Irvine medal. He would have had four tries and been level with Kyle Feld, only Corey Allen being a good bloke and playing under eights. 
yeah, that's just not that's a big slap in the face, really, to South the Roosters as well by not playing every game to the final to the whistle. Yeah, like, you know that's like for Queensland, that's the equivalent of having the grenade thrown in our face right. in two thousand. So yeah. Watch this. I reckon the Roosters are going to come out and absolutely beat the shit out of um, the Panthers this week. Yeah, well, it's it's going to be very interesting. There was a lot of hype about Sonny Bill coming back. He's only playing minimal minutes off the bench, which I think, based on this year, is what he can provide. Um, to know they've got a solid side, and it was brought up a couple of weeks ago. Does he actually fit into their full seventeen with full fitness? I don't think so. But at the current time, injuries are starting to happen, so he might get a fair run in the finals. Um, the minor premiers, sorry, Penrith, absolutely killing the Bulldogs, forty-two to nil. Um, it was the one job for Brisbane. They had to win on Thursday night, and just Pan- and Panthers did their job. But unfortunately, the Bulldogs missed out on the wooden spoon. Um, Panthers just too good going into the finals. They haven't lost since uh, early on since the restart. So that's going to be a fantastic game. Uh, Canberra beating Cronulla, uh, 38-28. Bit of a sad one, though. Uh, Parramatta beating West, but big story, Benji doing it. I think, was it MCL or ACL? It is, yeah. One of his pup, those ligaments in his knees. Yeah, sad for him and Chris Lawrence to walk out. But... It's just, I guess, it's what happens. You can't write fairy tales, and Benji would have loved to have gone out a winner, but yeah, exactly. It's just one of those times, and he's one. He's also one that wants to play on, but no club showing him interest, which is a bit of a shame. If he's, if he's still there, he he was, yeah. If he comes to Brisbane again, we, I don't know. I don't know what happened there, mate. But um, it might have been a good tune-up. I was at yeah, family engagement that night, so I didn't get to see the game. might have been a good tune-up for Para with that scoreline. So a bit of a tough slog, obviously, going into a tough game against Melbourne in the finals. Now, I'd just like to touch also on the Panthers. Like, come on, boys. One of his kick, his kick a garbage guy and goal, field goal. All the <laughs> bloody Bulldogs get a point at two points. This is I had you at 42 and a half over my multi and you guys couldn't get the fucking, the one point extra. First, so that's first, all I'm going to talk about that game. Yeah, first degenerate comment of the podcast, probably for the for what you'll hear a lot go over the time. Um, now, the feel-good story of the year, uh, New Zealand Warriors, they had a fantastic finish to the season, uh, beating Manly 40 to 28. I, I, I will come out and say I think two of us, Ashek deserves captain of the year, Todd Payton, coach of the year. doesn't matter. They didn't make finals. To come yeah. in, come into the situation they did, win eight games and be competitive, actually show a bit of fight, which is fantastic. Nearly went, nearly went away from the season with the 50% strike rate. Uh, it's credit to them. Uh, I'm sure they're going to enjoy heading back home um, for a bit of a break and actually catching time with their family, which would be good. Um, bit of a disappointing season for Manly, though. They were tipped to be hot contenders after last year's run. Um, but, yeah, Warriors played very well, caught a bit of that game. They were really, really good. Yeah, the thing I love about the Warriors is just how they've all stuck together. They haven't thrown a towel in. And they might be looking at doing the same thing again next year, which be hard on them. And hopefully this time they're going to bring their families. The yeah. other real bright point was the the farewell harker that Adam Blair who played his 333rd game in his final. And yeah. it was kind of great seeing both players, both clubs to the harker for him. Yeah, definitely. You love him or hate him, Adam Blair has been very 
mixed with his career. Obviously, started very well with Melbourne, got the big money contract to go to West, and sort of went off the rails, sort of like Melbourne players to do. Uh, and then he, he did come good for Brisbane, then got the chance to go to the Warriors and finish his career there, which is quite good. Um, but it, I think it's one team that always does farewells or a bit of respect is the Warriors, whether it be. I think it was last year with retiring players. There was a lot of retiring players, so all the Warriors showed a bit of respect to the legends of the game. Uh, The final game of the round, uh, the baby Melbourne Storm or the Sunshine Coast Storm, uh, captained by Ryan Pappenhaus, uh, got done by St. George, who finished on a winning note, uh, surprisingly, at $30, 30 points to 22. Um, Not what Melbourne probably wanted, However, from the early signs of that game, it is quite scary to think that Melbourne can whip out their B grade side and do a nu- and do a number and be competitive. It was it's it's still such a fantastic sight to see. I think there was one try. It passed through your six, your seven, your six, your seven, your lo- your second, ro- your fringe second roller, and then. Um, Pappenhaus it into the corner for the try for I can't remember the winger or the centre. Yeah, but yeah, it's just. That Ryan Pappenhaus may have cost them the game with his boot. Which yes, <laughs> but, but at the same time, he's not their first choice kicker. But that pass, yeah, that that pass, he it's yeah. it's quite scary to think they left. They went from Billy Slater to Ryan Pappenhausen that quickly. He has just produced ever since he went came off the bench last year. He's just been absolutely electric for him. So, which is really good. He, could be in line for New South Wales. You don't know what they're going to go with. So, But, mate, that was the last round, round 20. So, obviously, usually this time we'd be coming into grand final. This year's a little bit different. So, first round for the finals kicks off Friday night. We've got the Penrith Panthers, the minor premiers, uh, playing the Roosters. Now, that's over at Penrith Stadium. Uh, the Panthers are one-and-a-half-point favourites with an over-under of 36.5 points. Now, we're, talk- we're talking oh. off mic. The Roosters getting pants. Did that maybe put the fire in their belly for this week, you reckon? Oh, 100%. And I can see that happening. And plus, there's the old adage of you have to lose a final to win a final. And I, Panthers haven't got that yet, but we can, well, I'm happy to be proven wrong, but I'm going to safely say I'm putting it, I will be putting money on the Roosters and the over because it's ridiculously low on for this type of game. Yeah, I'm probably leading with them to cover the spread of one and a half points and 36 and a half. That seems ridiculously low. Easily three tries apiece. That's easy for both those teams. So over there, uh, going into Saturday, the Canberra Raiders, probably they are the biggest favorite of the round at 30 and a half points against the Sharks over at the GIO Stadium in Canberra. Over under is 42 and a half. This will be a fun game. Just knowing that, like considering they played each other last weekend too, so they filled each other out. Last week, the score was 66 points was scored. So it's going to be one of those things. I don't know if Canberra will cover with that amount of spread though. I think the Sharks might be the money there at 13 and a half points, but it's definitely going to be a fun game to watch. I say Raiders going to win this. Sharks are done and dusted and... The Viking clap's going to be at 50% this week, so at least it will have some good um, sound noise for once. Yeah, definitely. Season. Yeah, I, I'm I'm with you on that. Canberra to win outright, but yeah, I think Sharks cover the spread. I was thinking the other day, if there was a few more rounds, the Gold Coast Titans would be pushing for a top eight spot, and so would the Warriors, which would make the Sharks 
and the Knights actually pretty nervous going into the finals. Uh, we moved to Saturday night, uh, the Melbourne Storm, aka the Sunshine Coast Storm, having their final held at uh, probably the best stadium in Australia, Suncorp. Suncorp. Yeah, they're at 12.5 point favourites against Parramatta. Uh, Parramatta faltered a little bit. Uh, going into the finals, they obviously got the win over the weekend against West, but not much of a tune-up. Uh, Over-under is 40.5 points. How do you see the game, mate? I see Melbourne winning this by 12, plus 12. Like, they're, they're back. Like, it's that time of year. Cam Smith's going. The halves are more settled than last year. And that forward pack's just big and fast and everything you need. So... Melbourne to win plus the over. Do you think they, you think they cover the spread at twelve and a half? Oh, yeah, I'll say that. I'll say no. I'll go ten and a half. You could pick your own line, but I'd be saying if you're going for the big win, little win, I'd be going Melbourne plus thirteen. Melbourne plus thirteen to cake it. Fair enough. Then, yeah, I think Parramatta will get a second chance against the winner next week. I don't know who that game might be. Uh, the final game of the round for the finals uh, Sunday afternoon. Sunday finals afternoon football is fan fucking fantastic. I can't wait for it. Uh, the Rabbitohs big winners last weekend, eight and a half point favorites or eight point favorites. Sorry, against the Newcastle Knights out at ANZ Stadium. Uh, Forty three and a half is the over under. Rabbitohs, I think, if they're the same as the Storm, they've found. They, that gear with without Latrell, Corey Allen has started to really pick up his game. Everything's starting to click. Cody Walker, I saw today, uh, broke the record for most super coach points at 203 this round against uh, the Roosters. They're just finding their feet at the right time. I think Wayne's got them going. So eight points seems reasonable for them to cover. Like you, like you said just before, the Knights, there's they're struggling without a decent yeah. six, a decent nine. And they're a Jekyll and a Hyde team as well. Definitely, definitely. I think it's it's starting to go back to Ponga being their main point of attack, which is not what they need. They need Pierce to step up. He's been very missing the last couple of weeks. Very Mitchell Pierce. Yes. Well. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, yeah. That's pretty <laughs> nice. That's a nice way of saying it. Yeah. Um, but I think the Rabbitohs cover the spread here. I think it will be very close to being an over. If the Rabbitohs tee off like they did last weekend, oh, 100%. But I don't know. 43 and a half seems just a touch too much. So what do you think? Um, I think it could develop into a touch game. But South's going to – it's going to be – there's going to be points. Like, yeah. But I can see South absolutely – giving it to them because Newcastle are done. We're definitely a fan of points. We love a fun game, don't we? Oh, I love it. Nothing better. I I do like the odd game, but it has to be a raining day and it has to be a tight game to be that. But, yeah, it's going to be points tonight. Yeah. But that's the that's the NRL preview anyway. So uh, finals football's back. It's a bit late this year, obviously, with the long weekend. We should be we should have been expecting a few grand finals, but uh, we'll take any type of football at the moment. So uh, other NRL news that's probably creeping up. Uh, Kevin Walters looks like he has secured the uh, head coaching role for Brisbane over Paul Green. Um, we've spoken about this previously on test recordings. Now. I am not a big fan of this. I think the old boy mantra of bringing someone that knows football isn't the way to go. I think they definitely needed to go in a different direction. But if he's the man for the job, there's rumors that Bellamy's going to be picked up as a coaching director in 2022 after his contract finishes with Melbourne. 
And apparently that was leading to the the big factor for Kevin to get the job at Brisbane. Obviously, uh, we're recording a bit earlier, so this hasn't been fully announced yet. Uh, but what's your take on the hire if it does go ahead, mate? Um, uh, I can see the theory in it. Like, you get the old boys. He's going to pr- try to bring more Corey Park and Justin Hodges back into the fold, who's been assistant to him with the Maroons. But I wouldn't I would like Paul Green. I think we needed a bit of tough love, not to be throwing our arms around because – this season was – it wasn't the best. Well, I think Paul Green's got to – I think brings a different element. He's handled his time up in North Queensland quite well. Yeah, definitely. I, I I was of the opinion we should have gone either way. They very pigeonholed themselves with the all the media going with those two. I honestly felt there were better options out there. I think Brisbane should have gone after Todd Payton. I think what he's done with the Warriors, but that's just my personal opinion – yeah. Another option was a guy over in the Super League uh, coaching Wigan at the moment, Sean Wayne. I thought the way he's handled Wigan the last couple of years, I think he would have been made the step up to NRL, which would have been good, similar to how Holbrook's gone with the Titans this year. Would have been a slow start, but would have gotten his way over time. Um, but if it does come off, obviously there is rumors of Bellamy becoming coaching director, so that might be nice. Um but yeah, I guess we'll see. Uh, the first couple of players have been announced for the Origin squads too. I think Freddie picked the Travoy uh, Bitch Brothers. Uh, Cameron McInnes gets a start in the squad too, which is a good reward for him. He's been solid for the Dragons this year. Um, Frizzell. Yeah, Frizz got a start too. I think he's gone off the ball a bit, but he yeah. might. He always seems to show up for Origin. Uh, you were saying and off no one cares. my... <laughs> and no one cares. The last one. <laughs> yeah, and... Um, you were saying just before you saw something for the Queensland squads. Is that right? So, yeah, two Queensland players was Joe Off and Gary, Paddy Carrigan. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, AJ Brimson, Moe Foyaka. Sorry for the pronunciations. <laughs> You've <laughs> absolutely <laughs> butchered not- that. Moe Fodawaka, mate. Moe Fodawaka, yeah. Yeah. Which, so- which great to great. We were thinking last week he was a New Zealander, which I love how our border seems to – Across the sea to become part of Queensland. Hey, um, it's been said on other podcasts too that I listen to, but just literally just chuck Mofot Awaker and Justin Wallen's team and literally get them to question their eligibility. They're not going to do it. They're cowards. They're not going to do it. And then AJ Brimson, who we talked about before, Jai Arrow with the newly fresh haircut. Oh, did, he shave, did he shave it off, did he? Yeah, he shaved it off to the cancer oh. phone. Uh, fundraiser and yeah. Philip Sammy, a big body center, which is good to hear. Oh, there you go. So that a couple. Of, well, obviously, those teams are out of the finals contention, so that's good for them to know that they need to keep on. Um, I wouldn't have picked Joe and off and off and Gowie, unfortunately. I think he's been terrible this year, but he's been he's been at he's been at Origin before. He may show up again, but we never know. Mate, I think that's enough NRL chat. I think we should probably talk about the other major code that's happening at the moment. Uh, They're hitting into finals too. We're talking, obviously, of the AFL. Uh, Same sort of setup. They've got four finals this weekend. They're starting on Thursday night with Port Adelaide, uh, four-and-a-half-point favorites against Geelong up at Adelaide Oval. Uh, Over-under is – this sounds so ridiculous, 115-and-a-half points. I think over 100 points for an over-under just seems ridiculous to me regardless. Um, Port Adelaide, they won the minor premiership, so I think I think that's a good spread for them. I've heard good things about them all year. Geelong always seem to show up with finals also. 
I don't know. How are you going to take it? I'm going Geelong here. I'm going for the upset. You're going for the upset. Yeah. I'm going to go for it. I can see a bit of a tight game, but I see Geelong winning. Like, yeah, right. They've still got that core group. They've put they've put so much salary and draft picks towards building, losing draft picks towards building this team with Patrick Dangerfield, and I think that window's starting to close on them. Right. Well, yeah, it's very good. That's like that too. I think Port Adelaide have done really well over the years. I know they picked up Charlie Dixon from Gold Coast, and he's been unbelievable ever since he's left the coast. So. I might go against you. I think that Port Adelaide cover, and it's definitely going to be under. Obviously, with the is less, it's less quarters, isn't it? Less time in the quarters. They've reduced so. time. Yeah. yeah, one of those one of those weird things to help them out with this COVID. Uh, next up, our probably our home team, Brisbane Lions against Richmond. Richmond are three and a half point favourites up there at the Gabba. Uh, now, there's I saw. I think I saw a stat the other day. Brisbane, they're accuracy is off. I think they're fixing it, but they've kicked 18 goals, 34 behinds, which is not good. Um, they've struggled against Richmond over time, um, but I reckon they can do it this weekend. I reckon Friday night under the lights at the Gabba, home final. Oh, I reckon... 75% I reckon, in. Yeah, that's it. A bit more noise, which would be fantastic. Uh, the over-under is 117 and a half. It's an, it it's an un- chance. I reckon it's an under bet. I, I can see Brisbane covering... Oh, oh, not whatever that is. And then I reckon it's an under, 100%. I'm going Brisbane to win 1-39 one, one here just to cover my ass just in a Brisbane win and the over. Because, like, I can – they've got to do it. Sooner or later, you, bo- you beat the bogey team, and we haven't beat them. They got us early in the season. They got us last year in the same game, and they got us in the last round of last year. So – would you? Let's go on the Brisbane. Yeah, that's it. So we'll th- hat in the ring with that one. Brisbane definitely. I think they've got a few coming back from injury too, which is good. Um, I think they got a few snubs in the All Australian team too, which is a bit shocking. But it is what it is with those selectors. So we move to Saturday, uh, another game at the Gabba. So the Gabba's getting a full run before they ha- host the final in a couple of weeks. So it's St Kilda uh, playing the Western Bulldogs. Western Bulldogs are tipped favourites at three and a half points. Uh, and the over-under is 122.5. So that, to me, is just under under value for that. Um, how are you seeing it, mate? Uh, St. Kilda, first time in the finals for many, many years too, which is good. Um, Western Bulldogs, obviously, previous winners of the comp. Um, Going to be a great contest, I think. Um, yeah. I'm, St. Kilda, like, I haven't really watched much of either team, so I wouldn't have a guess. And, like, it's finals, so there's always an upset around... And this game is really looking at St Kilda's surprise, but yeah, I'm just going to say St Kilda for the hell of it because that's all I can think of right now. <laughs> Definitely, mate. I'm probably going to go with Western Bulldogs. I, I'm going to go against you. I'm going to go the under all. So I think 122 and a half is just too many points. I, I think in recent weeks they haven't even come close to it. So we'll see how we go. And the last game on the Saturday night, uh, the biggest favourite of the round is the West Coast Eagles over there in uh, Perth. They're 30 and a half start uh, against your best, your favourite team down there in Melbourne, the old Collingwood pe- uh, Magpies. Your fear, oh, yeah. your, your, your fear of birds, mate. Yeah, my fear of birds and <laughs> just and the fear of their fans' um, breath. So, but <laughs> oh, um, I'm going to go... I said off mic I was going to go Collywood because then I would like to see them get beaten again by beaten get closer to the final and get beaten again. But West Coast are at home. No one's got a no one's got a chance, and 
they've been playing some pretty good football from what I've seen too. So yeah, if I was Collingwood, maybe lose this game is not going to be the worst thing because you could have a decent Mad Monday down at Cottesloe. Yeah, <laughs> uh, they're opening up anyway. Um, I'm probably going to go West Coast just from history's sake. I've always, whenever I've watched AFL, I've always seemed to have, my second following would be West Coast. I don't know whether that's from Ben Cousins or or Big Coxie or whatever his name is, Dean Cox. That was him. I think big it was Cox. Just, yeah, the Big Cox. Yeah, um, yeah. But I think I'll go West Coast to cover here. Thirty and a half seems like it's pretty easy for them at the moment. Uh, and the over under is 109 and a half. And I think that can be definitely an over bet there. That's the lowest total of the round. I think that one could be touched. So I'm going to yeah. go the over on that. But, mate, yeah. she, she's full steam Finals ahead. football are coming. Yeah, mate, full, full, full steam ahead, mate. Just in time for cricket season in the spring carnival, which would be fantastic. The season of Sean Marsh. Uh, if you got it, follow us on the socials. You'll see a, a lovely photo of Sean Marsh uh, Coombsy has put up today. Uh, we'll move over across to United States. Um, probably one of our favorite sports to, to gamble on anyway, uh, the NFL. So that's back into week three. Uh, just a few points. We won't go through over the, all the scores because obviously there's 16 or 17 games. Um, probably the biggest takeaway I've got is the Fuck You Tour of Aaron Rodgers is in full swing. Uh, he helped you today, but... Ever since they drafted Jordan Love as a backup quarterback a couple of months ago, he That's is middle fingers to the sky. He, I think the Packers know how to motivate their quarterback, and goddamn, he, like the the Packers were, they were about, I think they were three and a half uh, underdogs today. You took them at eight and a half, which was unbelievable. I don't know how you got that, but you light a fire, fire under the ass of Aaron Rodgers, and you are going to get results. They were unbelievable today. Yeah. And the, yeah, and the next point would be the first draw of the season between the Bengals and the Eagles. Yeah, well, that was that was on the that was the early game for seven mate uh, this morning. Yeah. So I caught the overtime with that before I headed off to work. I I don't know how the Eagles operate. I don't know what's happened since they've won the Super Bowl. Um, they're zero and three now. They haven't won this year yet. They had an opportunity to kick a field goal today. There was a penalty for false start. It got pushed back five yards. Their kicker had knocked over a 59-yard of that game. This one would have been 63. You would at least give him a chance to tie it. There was little time on the clock, and the way the Bengals were going, um, they weren't going to drive up the field with that amount of time. So I don't know what the thought process was with that. Um, They went for the draw. It's a coward's move, I feel. Um, yeah. and I think Philadelphia is calling for blood. So, um, yeah. we got a shout out to Joey Burrow too. He got absolutely buried today. Poor bloke, the number one draft picked. Yeah, old Joe. But I think the Bengals have found that guy there. So that's like it's just you get one draw a season. I think. Well, it was called cool too. That I think it was a draw this round. Like there was with some of the matchups, I think it, I think the Cardinals and the Lions were the ones I was looking at, but possibly drawing, and it was very close to. Uh, but yeah, mate, your team, the Empire, the Patriots roll. Uh, they have not missed a beat without Tom Brady. They've found Cam Newton, which is unbelievable. How no other team has taken so long to pick up the phone and get him up there. Belichick has done an amazing job with him. Yeah, the board there, they're just um, unbelievable. Like, Cam's bringing fun back. There was a press conference today 
he's got nicknames for everyone. So I think we've seen the Patriots are going to have some fun at the moment and yeah. Cam's bringing it. I think, and it's found a different side of the offense for them. Like with with all those years with Tom Brady, he wasn't the most mobile quarterback. Like he would do runs every now and again. But with Cam, you've got an absolute unit who can run the ball, who's agile, who can now throw the ball. There was questions over week one where he ran the ball 15 times. And then against the Seahawks, he could show that he could throw the ball and get them within distance of winning a game. But like they're going to be – the AFC East is going to be fantastic this year because the Bills, they've gone 3-0. and They had a good win against the, uh, the Rams today. Uh, Josh Allen is a goddamn wagon with his rocket arm. It's – it's good up there in Buffalo at the moment. If there was crowd, if there was a crowd in the stand, mate, the tables would be completely, utterly destroyed at the moment. So yeah. the AFC is the AFC East is going to be fantastic. And speaking of the AFC, um, at time of recording, uh, the big game of the round, Monday Night Football, the probably the two best teams in the, all the league at the moment, the Chiefs and the Ravens. Great, going to be a fantastic matchup. Mahomes versus Jackson. You've got Travis Kelsey. Um, you've got basically Ravens playing just like Chicago football back in the 80s, just run the goddamn ball. They've got running backs out the wazoo. Mobile quarterback. Uh, Ravens are two and a half favorites, which I think is quite generous. I thought it was a very close and even match. That might have happened due to the Chiefs struggling against the Chargers last week. But the over-under is over 50 points. Like You can expect both teams to hit at least 30 each. Yeah. And boom. We get- it's just going to be a game of – it's going to be it's going to be one of the games you just see covered on um, Fox News and all that. It'll be yeah. a game of the round. Oh, 100%. So. But everything's happening. Full swing ahead. College football's back too. We don't, won't touch on that this week because uh, we didn't really look into it. I know there's been big rounds – uh, I think the biggest one was obviously the Big Ten. I think they're coming back. The SEC were back this week, but we might touch on that next week after a few results. Yeah. Uh, the other other thing that's probably the major news at the moment, the NBA, uh, both uh, conference finals have been completed. Uh, Lakers cruised to a gentleman's sweep of the Nuggets 4-1. Uh, LeBron had an unbelievable game five, from what I've heard, a triple-double, which was good. Um, it just seems... Like it's going to be their year with what's everything's happened with the organization, with the, obviously the passing of Kobe Bryant, um, and obviously what happened last year with them not making the finals with his first year. Um, yeah, I think the Lakers are just going to be too too tough to beat. I reckon. Yeah, and um, yeah, I think the Lakers are going to be too tough. Too much, too many ex- big game experiences throughout the roster, and I think LeBron's hungry to prove that he can win three championships at three different teams. I think, yeah, I think that it's a big motivating factor for him too. Uh, his 10th trip to the finals, which is uh, more than only more than every other franchise bar, I think it was the Lakers, the Celtics, and the Golden State Warriors, which yeah. is just crazy to talk about. Um, on the other side of the coin, though, probably the biggest upset of the entire NBA Finals, their Miami Heat coming out of nowhere. I think they were in the sixth seed. Uh, they got over the Celtics, I think it was yesterday. Uh, they won the series 4-2. Jimmy Butler, is he a top four player? I think it's starting to show that the, 76, the 76ers, the Timberwolves, who was it? The Chicago Bulls. They've no, all, Bulls. Yeah, the Bulls, they've lost out on him. And they now gave they look, up on him. Which is ridiculous. And all he said, and I read this today. All he wanted was just a team to accept who he was. Yeah, just, like, I think he, I saw him 
2016 in Toronto. At halftime, he had no points, and he comes out. No, and the two points comes out after a blood nose at halftime and drops 42 on the um, Toronto Raptors. Ridiculous! Like he's always been one of those players. Was it at the Timberwolves when he did the third stringers the versus? Train. Yeah, the yeah. training session. Yeah, yeah. But anyway. The Heat got over the Celtics, which was a bit of a um, bit of a shock. To be fair, I felt the Celtics were going to create that instant classic rivalry with the finals against the Lakers, which has happened in the past. Um, but the Heat, they've got a solid core with Jimmy Butler, as we talked about. Uh, the Tyler Hero, he's the rookie from Wisconsin. He's been great for as a as a good foil for him. Big Bam, a couple of good solid blocks in that series. So. It's going to be a fun series. I, I think they're going to cause a few pro- problems, to be fair. I don't know if they'll go all the way and win it, but they'll definitely... Four and two. They reckon four and two? Yeah, four and two. Yeah, I think no. I think I think so too. I think they'll cause a bit of chaos. They'll they'll disrupt the Lakers in a way. I feel like Jimmy Butler and Rajon Rondo might stir each other up, which would be good. Yeah, and Iguodala's playing for the Heat. Nino's how to keep LeBron. So, yeah, four and two. They'll sneak two games, I reckon... They'll win the second game, and I'll say game five, they'll pinch. Yeah. Oh, and funny you mentioned with Iguodala too. Like, this is his sixth straight finals appearance too. Like, that's unbelievable from him. Obviously, he had that fantastic run with Golden State a few years back. So, yeah. it's good to see that he's still providing. He, I don't think he wanted to go to the Heat. I think there was a bit of issue with that. But it's, I think he's starting to come around, which is fantastic. But yeah, bit of a wrap. Uh, last one that we probably haven't touched on as much lately is the NHL. It's nearly wrapped up, to be fair. The Tampa Bay Lightning are leading a series 3-2 against the Dallas Stars. Not much to say here, mate. They were up the other day and they bossed it in double overtime, which is anyone's game, to be fair, once it gets to that stage. So I think, um, yeah, Tampa Bay are definitely going to get the cup. We'll have a new Stanley Cup champions by the weekend. So, yeah. yeah. Very good. Mate, I reckon we can duck into some segments now. Uh, we're very close to finishing. Pretty short introductory episode, our first episode. So uh, let's get into some segments. All right, let's get wide. First one tonight, thoughts and prayers to the overbetters. Uh, 42 and a half points brought uh, the Bulldogs-Panthers game on the weekend. Obviously missed out by half a point. And then today, obviously recording a little bit later on, uh, the Chiefs Ravens game at fifty four points was it fifty four yeah, and a half points. 54 yeah. and a half. Now I know this is I'm saying this to you due to the fact that you had bets on both of these games, uh, and you were saying off mic they did went for a two point conversion. Yeah, the Chiefs for the first touchdown went for a two point conversion and failed, and everyone knows field goals is easy point, so there should be my point. <laughs> Oh, killer. So the overbetters there absolutely killed him. That thoughts and prayers also to my golf this weekend. I'm, I'm hitting the links up here in Corral, but up in the, on Queensland. I'm playing a two-ball Ambrose with a bloke that's playing off scratch, which is quite nice. But I think I've got about 50 golf balls in the bag, and I've heard Corral is quite the track. So thoughts and prayers to my golf this weekend. Uh, next segment will probably be – you probably should read the room a bit better or read the room we were talking about. This is going to our lovable losers, the Broncos, uh, taking their first boom. But it was the what happened after the game, uh, the gender reveal. Now, I'm probably not the best spot to do it in front of fans after receiving the Cobb's first wooden spoon in history. Um, and a lot of people weren't happy with it, including the chairman, Carl Morris. But at the moment, he hasn't got a control over anything. 
Oh, I'm not a fan of gender reveals, even if you're not famous. It's pointless. Like, it's just another reason for you to have a party and, like, there is a time and place and, boys, the dressing room was the best time. And then you could have released it through the social media outlets there. But not exactly. in the middle of the field after you've just been absolutely trumped. I can, yeah, I can, I can definitely see it. Why they made, like, why Boyd wanted to do it. Last game of his career on his home track, but God, I think the best part of that, I did see a meme. Uh, gender reveal it was a camera angle, and wherever the pink was, because he's having a little. I think the third girl to have. Uh, the pink is basically the face of Kevy Walters, who, by the look of it, is being announced as the Broncos coach tomorrow. So, and Big Mal's back to being an Origin caretaker coach for a year. We're back, baby. <laughs> oh, we've got a long way to go, I think, but uh, you can always hope. Uh, now, the last segment for us this week will be our it will be a six pack. Uh, this will probably be one of our segments that'll stick around every week. We're going to look at doing a six-pack. We thought about doing six-pack and a yarn, but this is just going to be our picks for certain topics. And obviously the Broncos getting their first spoon, and we love them to death. Uh, we're thinking of also lovable losers who may have also suffered throughout the years. Uh, this can well. be sport. Yeah, it fits well with the current climate, I suppose. Um, so our six-pack this week is in regards to lovable losers, whether they're teams or... Uh, just individual sportsmen. So uh, I'm going to let you start, mate. I know you've got a few up your sleeve, and I don't know. I don't want to take any off you, so I'll let you lead. My first pick will be our friend, good friend Brad Lynn's uh, number one team, Carlton Blues in the AFL. No oh, matter yeah. how how uh, long I've been following AFL, is Carlton seem to manage to lose quite frequently, but they always do it with a smile. So Carlton is my Number one pick there. Yeah. I'm probably going to go opposite way with you. I think being a fan of NFL and always – I've started to grow on them just listening to other outlets, uh, the Cleveland Browns. Now, they're, they're my pick just because they went 0-16 and 16 a couple of years ago and the city provided them with a parade for losing every single match of the season. But you have to love them these days because they've got Baker Makefield, who everybody sort of loves him. He's a bit of a he, – he provides a bit of moxie. Uh, they've got OBJ, Juice Landry. They've got a team that you can love at the time, but they can frust the hell out, frustrate the hell out of you with their way that they play and their results. They haven't provided anything for that city for a long, long time. I think one of the longest like missing the playoff streaks – Currently, up there with a few others. So that'll be my number one pick, mate. What's your two? My number two is Eric the Eel from the 2000 Olympics. Yes, yes. Now, I'm I'm upset because I had this on my list too. But, yeah, go on. Like, it's the Olympic spirit. He gets to do the 100 metres. But at one point, you did think about maybe jumping in and helping the poor guy because he looked like he was about to sink. Now, this was the first heat in the 100 metres, wasn't it? And the other bloke that was supposed to be in it false start and he got disqualified. So he was yeah. the only one to swim it. Pretty much. God. So oh. I think he took over a minute and a bit to swim the 100. Oh, it was a minute. Two, two minutes, close to two minutes. It was a minute and, 50 something, yeah. But yeah, but that's the Olympic spirit there. Just everyone gets to go. Definitely, man. Uh, number two for me, 
it's a bit of an off-key one for me also, and I thought I laughed out loud when I was doing a bit of research, was uh, Eddie the Eagle, uh, the ski jumper from back in the 80s. Um, if you haven't seen the film, it was brought out in 2016, had Hugh Jackman in it, and I think Joel Edgerton, I, I, don't quote me on that, but reading up on his stats, mate, plaster from Chelsenham, and obviously from your neck of the woods in the plastering world, but... I found that very interesting, but yeah, very lovable lose. He did try another winter sport. I can't remember off the top of my head what that was, but he went to uh, ski jumping. Um, still came last at the Winter Olympics, but he gained a very big cult following. So one of those also, one of those big lovable losers. So, and your last pick, mate. Well, we didn't put any parameters or like guidelines on who I could pick, so I've picked the lovable losers that end up becoming champions. The District 5 Peewee hockey team, a.k.a. the Mighty Ducks. Yeah, we didn't really stipulate if they had to be real or fictional, but yeah, go on. Any team that, um, A, turned up like a bunch of ragtag misfits like the Ducks. <laughs> ducks, when they did it, and yeah, that's what my lovable losers are. But I've got a few other honourable mentions. Yeah, I'm going to go with the last one with the mine. I, I thought about it and I was tossing up. This is another one for me, but... A little bit more close to the home, I'd have to go with the Gold Coast Titans. Just, I do want all Queensland teams to go well, but for the Titans, it's always been one of those cities that provide teams that you want them to succeed, but they just never, ever get there. This year was a lot better for them, I understand, but they've had a bad string of results. They've got some good characters there down the coast, so one of those good ones. Uh, Who were your honorable mentions? Um, my honourable mention, number one, Mr. Paul Gallen, because I just love seeing him lose at Origin. Um, <laughs> Me too. Number two would be... Oh, I'm trying... It's, it was on my head all day. Um, Manchester United at the moment, because I love to see them lose after being so dominant for a while. And the third one would be basically... Cleveland as a city when you were saying because I can't remember actually <laughs> them ever winning anything other than one title of the basketball. Yeah, that that only came very recently too. Um, now, I had a few that were a bit more close to you. I had the Leafs. So I had your team in the ice hockey, the Maple Leafs, obviously a bit of a string for them at the moment. Um, a great team. Like they've got Mana, they've got Austin Matthews, just players that you enjoy watching but once again just can't provide. So... Um, and then another one for me, another American-style one, is the Buffalo Bills. Only they're starting to become very, very good with Josh Allen there. Um, very successful back in the 80s and 90s, obviously went on a bit of a tear. And you got to love them just for the fact that you got the, the um, Bills Mafia who just love breaking tables, just getting absolutely rowdy at the tailgate. Um, so you got to love them for that. So uh, that's our six-pack for this week. Uh, we are up on the socials. So we're on Twitter. We're on Instagram. We might do a poll next week on a bit later in the week to see maybe what another six-pack. We might get whoever follows us. Uh, either that or we'll come up with another one. But, yeah, mate, first episode in the book. How's it feeling? It's feeling good, feeling good, um, feeling very fresh, ready to go again next week. Definitely. Well, that's the resi spirit, mate. It doesn't matter how knocked up in the week. You're always going to show up for game time, aren't we? Yeah, I won't train. I won't train this week. 
<laughs> Me either. Uh, that is the first episode of Off the Back Fence. Thanks very much for tuning in. Uh, if you found us on either Apple, iTunes, or Spotify, uh, feel free to leave us a like or a comment. Uh, I know with Apple, obviously, it's you can rate us. Um, any feedback is fantastic. Um, but yeah, you can find us on there now. Um, and yeah, thanks very much for listening. Say goodbye, Coomsy. Thanks for you for everyone and have a good week. Yeah, and it's a goodbye from me too. See you later, guys.